Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in. Sure to appreciate y'all joining me. For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast with others, I'm very grateful and humbled by that. I'm going to sit and listen to the rain come down again. have two puppy dogs. No kitty cats as far as I can tell. And that's about it besides the background music. Yeah, I can't think anything else. So we'll get going. do guess I better thank you Lord for the rain and for the chance to do this podcast and for the people that listen and for living in America just for those of y'all that are curious I don't know how many of y'all are but the podcast continues to do really well I suppose thanks most to the Lord and thanks to y'all. So we're going to go back. We talked about the Tocqueville a couple days ago, I think, briefly. And we're going to go back and talk about him some more. You don't know much, because I I really don't know a lot about the man in general. He was a French statesman, historian, philosopher. And around 1831, he and a man whose name I'm going to butcher, Gustave de Beaumont, toured the country for the purpose of observing the American people and their institutions. His two-part work, Democracy in America, was published in 1835 and 1840. And I'm assuming quite a few of y'all have at least heard of it. It's been described as the most comprehensive and penetrating analysis of the relationship between character and society in America that has ever been written. And so we're going to read we're going to read a few of his comments, commentary upon my arrival in the United States, the religious aspect of the country was the first thing that struck my attention. And the longer I stayed there the more I perceived the great political consequences resulting from this new state of things. In France, I had almost always seen the spirit of religion and the spirit of freedom marching in opposite directions. But in America, I found they were intimately united and that they reigned in common over the same country. That's kind of one of the unifying themes that you'll hear in his commentary is how in America, freedom and liberty were tied together with religion. And that really is the basis for why we're struggling so much today, folks, is because we've broken that union. And maybe this is a poor analogy, just popped in my head just now, but it's kind of like dissolving a marriage, right? When you, when you break that 
bond there. It has devastating repercussions uh, and they're pretty widespread. And, and I think it's, you would really have to be dishonest today to argue that that's, that the repercussions are not widespread. You might argue that there's different reasons. Um, although I think once you know history, if y'all have listened to this podcast for any length of time, it's become pretty apparent that our founders created this country based on the principles of Christ. And we have rejected that today and that's exactly why we're in the mess that we're in religion in america must be regarded as the foremost of the political institutions of that country for if it does not impart a taste for freedom it facilitates the use of it indeed it is the same point of view that the inhabitants of the united states themselves look upon religious belief I do not know whether all Americans have a sincere faith in their religion, for who can search the human heart? But I am certain they hold it to be indispensable to the maintenance of Republican institutions. This opinion is not peculiar to a class of citizens or a party, but it belongs to the whole nation and to every rank of society. (laughs) My gosh. Uh, We may have to do two parts on the Tocqueville folks. And and I may have been missing something for not doing this for the past year. But I'll tell you what, that's that's the fascinating, the the frustrating and the encouraging thing all rolled into one, folks, is I I'm telling you, just from what little bit that I have done, I have just barely begun to scratch the surface of how well illustrated and defined and exemplified the tie between God and Jesus Christ and our country is throughout our history. And and so it's encouraging because I've just barely begun to scratch the surface. There's so much truth, proof out there if you want to look. It's frustrating because we have allowed our, our leaders and really our fellow citizens to convince us that that tie isn't there for the last 80 plus years. And it is, and it's, you have to be, if you know anything at all about this stuff, you have to be just either, uh, well, you either have to be completely ignorant or you have to be grossly malevolent in your intentions to say otherwise. I I just, I just don't see a third option. Maybe y'all do and you can tell me about it. And, uh. And I'm sure some of y'all will in the comments, but I just, you know, he's talking here. I don't know whether all Americans have a sincere faith in their religion for who can search the human heart. We talk about that often, folks. You you can't know what's in a person's heart. And so I, I don't do a great job, but I try not to talk about what our fellow citizens want or don't want. But the actions you can absolutely talk about. And those actions say that they're they're undermining and destroying the country by rejecting these founding principles. And and this also this line ties into you don't have to be a Christian in order to be an American. So 
But what he says down here in the second paragraph, but I'm certain that they hold it, religion, to be indispensable to the maintenance of Republican institutions. This opinion is not peculiar to a class of citizens or a party, but it belongs to the whole nation and to every rank of society. It doesn't matter, rich or poor, black, brown, white, where your ancestors came from, Central America, South America, Asia, Europe, Australia, Africa. It doesn't matter. If we don't have these principles of Christ held at the core of our country, then it falls apart. And that's exactly what you see. And de Tocqueville, you know, back in the beginning of the country, which was, you know, I've talked about this recently a couple times. And and this is a poor analogy for some of y'all probably, but whatever you have to be done, you know, if you need work done, whatever it is, you need your house painted, you need your car worked on, uh, you need plumbing or electricity or, or, or trees pruned or whatever it is that you don't have a good skill for. You go to the expert, you go to the source of that information. You don't go to somebody that has kind of talked to the expert once or twice or, or maybe just completely ignored the expert. And yet we, we pay so much attention today to people today. And we ignore the words, the testimony left behind by those who were there when this country was founded and throughout the early part of its history. You know, th these are observations from 1830. So just barely half a century past the founding of our country. You know, we don't talk about this, not in depth. We certainly don't talk about it to our children. We don't teach them this actual history. We spend hours working with them on extracurricular, spending money, paying somebody else, which there's, there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself, folks. Don't ever misunderstand. You know, there's a lot of good skills and traits that come from extracurricular activities. And, and work ethic and, and working even when you don't feel like it and, and you know, getting through pain, etc. But there is a point of diminishing return and there is a point at which, you know, if we're spending all this time on these other things, whatever it is, and we're spending so little time on you know, I always go back to God and to our marriage, but really our country, too, teaching our children about that. Then there's something wrong there. We're doing something wrong. And we could just sit here on this quote for a while. That last line again about, you know, there's no difference. It doesn't matter what party you were part of, what class of citizens, every rank of society acknowledged their religion. And he was talking about Christianity, folks. Whether we get to this quote today or, or tomorrow, because we may have to do two here, you'll see. He was absolutely talking about Christianity, and it was, it, it permeated the entire society. And just like you said, you don't know the hearts. That's the thing that's so condemning, I think, to modern society is 
He wasn't saying that every single person in 1830s America had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. But even if they didn't, they knew that they had to have God and Jesus Christ in order for the country to function. And, you know, I personally here, I can't recommend that relationship enough. I, I think that's the only real hope that we have in this world is Jesus Christ. And, you know, if I haven't before, if you haven't heard me say it, some of y'all have. Some of y'all have heard me say it multiple times, but that I accept Jesus Christ. He, he's the son of God. He died for my sins on the cross. He rose on the third day. He's my Lord and Savior. He's the only hope I have in this life, folks. And so, of course, I, I encourage that. But even if you, if you reject that, which I just, man, I can't counsel against that enough. But the point is, if, if you want freedom, if you want liberty, if you want peace and happiness, Again and again, we see these philosophers and historians and leaders acknowledge that it has to come from the principles of Jesus Christ in America for our republic to survive. The sects, denominations that exist in the United States are innumerable. They all differ in respect to the worship which is due to the Creator. But they all agree in respect to the duties which are due from man to man. Each denomination adores the deity in its own peculiar manner. But all sects preach the same moral law in the name of God. Moreover, all the sects, the denominations of the United States, are comprised within the great unity of Christianity. And Christian morality is everywhere the same. Again, folks, that's that's so huge. That observation, you know, almost 200 years ago, that uh, this 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 idea that the First Amendment was written to equalize all religions in, in the eyes of the state or the eyes of the world, for that matter, is just complete and utter nonsense. That's not true at all. And our founders talked about it. The guy that wrote the First Amendment. Um, our first Supreme Court Chief Justice, uh, another of our preeminent Supreme Court Justices. The First Amendment was written so that we would not favor Baptists over Methodists or Methodists over Catholics or Catholics over Church of Christ or Lutherans or whatever you want to talk about. But they were all Christian folks. This wasn't about equalizing Christianity with Islam or atheism or Buddhism or Hinduism or, you know, anything else. And de Tocqueville, you know, he lays it out here. He says, all the denominations of the United States are comprised within the great unity of Christianity. And Christian morality is everywhere the same. All these denominations, they're innumerable. There's, there's so many of them. And they differ in respect to the worship which is due the Creator. But they all adore the Creator, the Deity, in their own peculiar manner. And they all have the same moral law. 
This is a Christian republic, folks, and the reason we're struggling today in every aspect of our lives, our marriages, our, our, with our children, our families, financially, with our foreign policy, with our public education system, with all of our institutions, every single one is because we have turned away from God and we no longer display this unity in Christianity that the Tocqueville observed across class, party, race, ethnicity. It doesn't matter, folks. Gender, rich, poor, all of it. That used to be universal. President Coolidge talked about, we, we talked about that recently. And if it ever ceased to be universal, which it has, then, then we would fall apart, which we are. I think I've got time for one more. Yeah, we'll do one more, and then we'll we'll talk about some more, folks. We'll talk about some more. In the United States, the sovereign authority is religious. There is no country in the world where the Christian religion retains a greater influence over the souls of men than in America, and there can be no greater proof of its utility and its conformity to human nature than that its influence is powerfully felt over the most enlightened and free nation of the earth. You go back, we talked last week about American exceptionalism. De Tocqueville again, the most enlightened and free nation on the earth. Not sure that's true anymore, folks. Um, but if it isn't, it's our own fault. And, and if it isn't, it's because we have turned away from God and from Jesus Christ. And, you know, he said it early on, the quote we read, the spirit of religion and the spirit of freedom were intimately united and reigned in common over the same country. We can't have freedom and liberty in the United States without principles of Christ. The Tocqueville saw this 200 years ago almost. Uh, it's still true today. You know, if we want to fix ourselves, you know, or make ourselves better, if we want to make our marriages better, if we want our families to be stronger, our nation, our communities, our schools, which is, you know, we talk about that so often, the cracks there are just ever increasing and widening. The first thing, the very first thing that has to be done is to turn back to God. Everything else is just treating symptoms. You turn back to God first, fix that, and then we can actually start to treat the disease. I mean, because that is the disease, the rejection of God in the country. Dogs are just desperate to go walking, but I don't think I'm going walking in the rain, dogs. <laughs> All right. I sure do appreciate it, folks. Thank y'all for giving me a little bit of your time. Y'all have a wonderful rest of whatever's left of your day, wherever it is. Uh-oh. Yeah, that means it's time to go. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to y'all again real soon. Looking forward to it.